teenage must be seen through the prism of love, patience, acceptance and faith. Children at this age go through a lot of physical changes and emotional upheavals. Hi, I am Shravasti, your adolescent guide to parenting and teen mentoring. I bring to you my platform, The Teen Tangent, where I assess and address issues faced by teens and their parents. My podcast is specially curated to delve into these issues and introspect. I request my audience to please listen to each episode with patience and an open mind. The three most happening things in teenage. Making career decisions, making friends and falling in love. Just imagine how the three strongest pillars career, friendship and love stories of adult life start taking shape at this very delicate junction of life. But if your child lacks the zeal for any of these, it's time to pay attention. Just the way you give importance to their careers and discuss them with great concern and excitement, please equally prioritize their space to make friends and fall in love at this point. At this stage, if you stay observant and alert while showing high levels of empathy for your adolescents, your children will feel safe and will go through healthy growth in their teenage. Parents are most concerned about studies, results and careers of a teenager. They tend to get too involved in making decisions for them, thinking they know them best and they are responsible for their child's future. But please note that it's your upbringing that shapes your child's belief systems and in most of the cases, they are living your life and your dreams. And what is the only way they can escape this claustrophobic world you have created? Of course, by making a strong friend circle where they can be themselves and vent and be validated for who they are. But again, who are they? Are they aware of themselves and their uniqueness? Or are they just a reflection of the society they are growing up in? I find they rarely find their individuality because they have never met themselves. They only know themselves through the eyes of their parents and later through the eyes of peers and society. So if the society or friends tag them as introvert, unsmart or shy, they coop in further into their shells and accept them to be so and then try to people please just to fit in. If peers tell them to smoke and drink, to appear more strong and significant or macho, they step into the trap to seek validation. If their peers say, how come they have no romantic partners at this age, they start feeling unsuitable and desperately start longing for a partner. If their peers talk about having sex, they get excited and want to prove to their own selves that they are good at the act. Can you see the adverse side of protective parenting? 
It is not too late, parents. Let them start finding themselves on their own. You can always walk by their side as a guide. They will fall back on you as and when necessary. Parenting is a very difficult journey and if you have dared to put your foot forward, you will also need to have a lot of strength, sense of acceptance and prudence to navigate through the path. In this episode, I will be taking you through a few real-time cases that can bring clarity about romance in adolescence and consequences thereafter. So what triggers the Cupid? Firstly, it's the hormones. The hormones that release in puberty causes physical growth and sexual development. Thus, needing sexual attention or touch from a partner of their choice is pretty normal. They fantasize and get infatuated very easily. At this moment, it's not their mind that guides them. It's their hormone. So, Please be forgiving and deal with such situation by looking at it from the biological point of view. At this moment, they are sexually charged and emotionally weak. You can understand how bad this combination is. So charging, scolding, punishing or demoralizing can just boomerang. They might become secretive, start lying, get rebellious deteriorate in their studies, which is of utmost priority at this stage, and also self-harm. So be careful how you deal with such situation. Sometimes they even try to elope. The best way to address the situation is to have elaborate discussions about sex with them. Share stories from your teenage days and your learnings thereafter. Give them a safe space to share their feelings with you by actively listening and being non-judgmental. Even if you find them with an unsuitable partner, do not talk them or force them out of the relation. Rather, try and be a part of their love story and meet their partners and stay informed about their whereabouts. You cannot stop them. You can only educate them well about the consequences without threatening them. I know you are scared about your child getting scarred or hurt in a relationship, but that is the only way they grow. Practice acceptance and patience as far as you can. You all are matured adults dealing with inexperienced teens. You can't expect them to behave like adults, right? In our days, our parents were very strict and we dare not mess with them. But today, our children are too sensitive and vulnerable. And I feel it's better we do not mess them up. Our days, we were naive. But today, though our children are sensitive, they learn to strive through disappointments better than the earlier generations. In one case, my counsellor had deeply fallen in love with a boy. It was a long-distance relationship. She was a great student and lovely girl, but she was delicate inside. Her parents were losing calm and were worried that she might not fare well and started rigid parenting. In a few months' time, the girl started showing signs of depression and got suicidal. 
She was aiming to become an engineer. She had all the merit to crack the most difficult exams, but at this point she was numb. Post counseling, I had advised the parents to take their eyes off the relationship and let her be, rather aid her to score well through parental support. They were advised not to intervene into her personal space. With time, the relationship flourished and she started scoring well too. Everything started normalizing and she felt no pressure from her parents. One and a half years passed. Just before her board exams, the relationship came to a sudden end because she caught him double-timing her. She called me, cried her heart out, called me again and again and cried and cried. But when I counselled, she understood and was receptive of my advice because we had given her space to give a scope to her love. Though it pained her, she moved on because it was ended by her. She wasn't forced to end it. This is a very common end to teen relationships. And isn't it obvious, parents? They are so little and inexperienced and naive. So, they need you even more. They should not live in guilt. So, allow them to falter in love. They will always have you to fall back on. Love stories in boys are quite different from that of our girls. Boys look for physical intimacy first, whether it's a kiss or fondle or even the complete act. They feel like a man through this and they are really in a rush to become one. But I must not generalize. Many boys are seen to be very serious about the one they love and are very respectful towards their partner. But absolutely unlike girls, sex is the first thing in a boy's mind. So in many cases, I have seen boys push their partners to get intimate. In some cases, their partners give in and in many cases, they drift away due to fear and choice. I have come across partners bullying their love interest into sex by threatening to share their intimate chats from their phone. There have been cases of partners bullying by threatening to show inappropriate pictures of their partners. Many a times during intimate video chats, partners take pictures. Teens often party out these days. In these parties, they may land up drinking. Since they are too young, the body gets intoxicated very quickly and then their partners or fellow friends may land up taking advantage of their situation. All these needs to be shared with your teens so that they do not fall prey. I remember a very different case. It was about two same-sex partners. Well, parents, keep an open mind while listening to such cases. Once again, a long-distance relationship. Both of them became friends through an online app. It is difficult for homosexuals to find a partner as easily as the straight do. So they take help of online sites. They both deeply fell in love. And the relationship was serious. 
One fine day, one of the partner's parents got to know about the relationship and felt devastated on realizing about their child's sexual preferences. So they locked the child up after a harsh beating and took away the phone. On the other side, a mutual friend informed this case to the child's partner and the partner broke down with fear and nervousness. When I counseled the child who broke down, I realized how vulnerable homosexual teens are. They are so scared of judgments. They find themselves as a misfit in the society, lack self-confidence, fear their parents' rejection. They are fearful about facing social unacceptance and feel very guilty of putting their parents in an uncomfortable situation. In such cases, I take help of same-sex peer counselling. It greatly helps. They can share their problems and are understood best by teens with similar background. Parents, be very observant of all kinds of traits in your teens. They will never be able to share their thoughts unless you are ready and open to listening. Please do not try to demean them or talk things out of them. Rather, it is best to meet a counsellor to get a hold on the situation. If they have homosexual traits, kindly be empathetic and accept the way they are. They are any which way fighting to get their share of space in the society. You as parents should never add to their pain and threat. I very well understand the difficulty to accept things that go against the social norms. But can you forcefully change a child's sexuality? It's never possible. I have seen gays and lesbians forcefully married to straight partners and the marriage failed horribly, scarring the partner for life. Please try and understand, it is not their body, it is their mind. They feel and accept themselves that way. You can't change that through any counselling, medication or spiritual intervention. So please accept. That way, it will be less painful. It's you whom they need. Your acceptance is primal. The society and the world is busy worrying about bigger issues. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about what the world has to say. As long as your child is healthy and happily settled, with a good career and a loving partner, there is no reason to worry. I'm leaving you here with a lot of points to introspect. Please feel free to write to me with all your questions and I will be more than happy to address them in my future podcasts. This season of my podcast will have 11 episodes other than my introductory episode. Each episode will cover one pertinent issue faced by parents while parenting teens. If you have come this far to listen to this podcast, I am highly grateful to you. And I hope all my episodes will help you bring clarity in parenting teenagers. I request you all to subscribe to the Teen Tangent on the audio platforms so that you do not miss any episode. You may please join my Instagram or Facebook groups mentioned in the link below. You may leave your questions here and I shall respond. Thank you.